Welcome all, welcome all. We are on the show again. Coming to you live. No, we can't. We're recording, but we might as well be live because we're really live for us. It's live for us. Right. It's good enough. And <laughs> you've done the we'll do it live quote plenty of times. Um, I have yeah. with me returning from the Almost Presidents podcast. It is the teacher himself, Kevin. Oh, I, I'm actually not a teacher anymore, I should say. Oh, wow. I'm, a, I'm a former teacher. I used you to taught teach, me a bunch but... of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I uh I got out of there, thankfully for me. Uh Ryan is Ryan is still a teacher, but I'm I'm not a teacher anymore. Oh good. So on yeah. display, we're gonna talk about Oliver Stone's more recent uh Showtime feature documentary, JFK Revisited, followed by the initial uh late two thousands doc. Robert F. Kennedy must die. For those who want to watch along with us or want to watch this before, you can find RFK must die and an unlisted YouTube link. You might check your local Reddit. You should find it there. JFK Revisited can be purchased or rented off of places like Vudu. Amazon, I don't think, is as anymore, but you can give a free Showtime subscription and then go from there. This was a fun topic to uh, discuss because, you know, we're, we've been back and forth. It's like, what? historical dramas and miniseries could we cover that and judge the merit of them let alone just what they have to offer thematically and i i, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on these you know we'll, we'll kind of just circle around between both i guess we could just start with the jfk one and then go to his uh, we'll go in historical chronological order and then we go to yeah. brother bobby <laughs> okay yeah that makes sense first thing i wanted to say the one thing that i love about these conspiracy theory kind of guys is they want so bad to get the word out there that you can always find those docs for free. Like RFK yeah. must die. It's up there on YouTube, you know, but I couldn't Some find it right other... away, man. I couldn't find it. So I don't think the yeah. Kennedy estate wants us to even be talking about this. Oh, and Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. The Kennedy's are trying to hide it. <laughs> I mean, and I, I know they own like a less than a quarter of the Disney company. So, I mean, <laughs> Oh, really? I, I, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> I, I think I think I saw that somewhere in like some article. And it was just like, but I get it. It's a lot of stuff to digest and uh, discuss. And, you know, I get it. If you don't want scandals about your family being listed, you would probably use all the power in your might to make it not widely accessible. Yeah, for sure. And and I will sympathize with, I remember when... uh. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's husband got uh, assaulted or whatever in their home. And a oh, bunch dear. of people came out with all these like conspiracy theories about how he was actually friends with the person who assaulted him or something, or, or they were gay lovers or something like that. And I think that's one thing that's underplayed in some of these things is it's, it's, it can be kind of deeply offensive for someone mm -hmm. who has lost a loved one to be told that actually it's not, the reasons that you think it is for why that person was killed. Um, and I think that's something that gets kind of underplayed is, is I think in some of these, especially, and we'll get into this one. I, th I know we said we would start with the JFK one, but yeah, with no, the fine. RFK, with the RFK documentary, there was that interview with uh, the woman who saw uh, the polka dot dress woman. Mm -hmm. And it, it was this very hostile interview. And, and I was like, you know, not to necessarily say that something fishy wasn't going on there could have been but it could be the case that that guy was so hostile just because there was this national tragedy that had literally just occurred before his eyes and somebody now was coming out and saying no 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 it's not 
uh, it wasn't the national tragedy you think it was. It was, you know, it, it, yeah. So that's kind of one thing I think that sometimes gets lost in some of these conversations. Yeah. And, and I get it. It's not a pretty side. And uh, just as a general disclaimer, you know, we're just, we're mainly just trying to just figure out why just kind of the nuts and bolts of what happened these unfortunate days. And you've done a good job on your show on almost president. So kind of summing up how, you know, much like even Ted Kennedy, like Bobby was a very impactful voice. And I, I, it's just there's a lot of so much collusion that you know it'll probably take decades more just to get any kind of uh impactful complete story (laughs) yeah for sure and it it can definitely be very hard to unpack a story uh and and actually uncover the specific map of events right because that depends on so many witnesses what kind of a peace do we seek not merely peace for americans Peace for all men and women, not merely peace in our time, peace in all time. The flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died some 38 minutes ago. Here is a suspect, 24-year-old Lee H. Oswald. I'm just a patsy. President. Who actually fired the shots that killed Kennedy? Was there a conspiracy? In the years since the Warren Report, there is now so much more that we know. Conspiracy theories are now conspiracy facts. The Warren Commission successfully deceived the public. Alan Dulles's appointment to the Warren Commission is one of the great frauds of American history. Documents are withheld by the FBI, the CIA. Intelligence agencies did all the wrong things if they were looking for conspiracy. We will go back and piece together new facts and evidence that shed more light on what really happened here that day. Commission believes that the same bullet that hit Kennedy hit Conley. Well, I don't believe it. It is indeed a magic bullet. Oswald was a figure of interest for four years before the assassination. They were reading his mother's mail. His first year in office, Kennedy made many enemies. He vows he's going to shatter the CIA into a thousand pieces. Have you ever committed any act of violence? He was intimately involved in the cover-up. Once you kill a president on the streets of American City, that sends a signal. The rights of every man are diminished when the rights of one man are threatened. If America really wants a democratic society, and we should get to the bottom of this thematic crime that continues to reverberate throughout American history. This nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. I will say we came on previously a few months ago to talk about the movie that this is, I guess, supposed to be a follow-up to, which is yep. uh, 1992's JFK, the Oliver Stone uh, mm-hmm. movie. It's not a documentary. It's like a it's like a, a drama film, political drama kind of film. Right. And I will say that that was a much more entertaining one for me. This was a little dry. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I found it to be a little dry. Despite the presence of Donald Sutherland and Whoopi Goldberg chiming in on a few, it, it was not very organized. Yeah, start. Star-studded cast uh, in the voice acting department, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and and Donald Sunderland, like you said, but it was a little bit dry. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it, it, it really, I think, I don't know if you, you disagree with this, but I think it, it very much rehashed a lot of the same stuff in just a standard documentary format. So I yeah. guess depending on what you're going for, like if you want to watch an exciting movie, the original JFK is a better movie to watch. But if you mm-hmm. want the just the information, if you just want to hear what happened, or right. I guess Oliver Stone's perspective of what happened, because at least me personally, I have a lot of disagreements with his his narrative. This documentary is is definitely a much better way to go, I would say. It is kind of a wild <laughs> nuts and bolts kind of thing. I was kind of that way with Black Hawk Down. It's like, if you want to actually know the people, watch the History Channel documentary. If you want to just see... Right the action in real time you can watch the movie but you still are very confused as to who's shooting at who <laughs> right uh, yeah. the same kind of deal here yeah i i thought there was some fascinating footage in archive interviews but it needed more spice for some afterthoughts and unfortunately like yeah. i say even though the movie is too many cooks in the kitchen and opinions and even though it has good performances it's kind of just somehow <laughs> it's is it, it basically if you just watch this if you just want a dry run through and watch the movie if you just want the various like statements that were problematic for years with the actors recreating the scenarios <laughs> yeah or if you watch the movie and you were confused which to be fair i was the first time the, there was a lot of times where i was like i just can't follow the specifics <laughs> of all these different things he's trying to lay out so it it, it just kind of lays it out really plain right uh yeah yeah, I get the I point guess... of having Donald was because he played Mr. X in the movie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess getting into a little bit of the the meat of the documentary, I, I think that this is I might be echoing some of the things I said when we came on last. I do take issue with a lot of the things that Oliver Stone says. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There are a lot of things, I think, especially with the JFK one that are weird particularly the one thing that I find to be a little bit weird is the the whole magic bullet thing. You know, the yeah. idea that one, one bullet did it. I'm, it just seems a little bit, um, it seems a little bit weird to me. I don't rule out that it's possible, but it seems a little bit weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. I was kind of the same way where I'm like, okay, uh, I think you're doing a little more harm than good. You know, you mean well. Yeah. And so starting it off so, with the conspiracy, you could start off right. with the facts and then maybe yeah. you could have gone <laughs> into the disinformation or miss that bastardized it for a while. Yeah. And so I, I kind of, one thing I, what, what I, when I kind of did a little bit of my own research after having watched it, I don't know if you've seen, there's this famous image of the, of the path that the bullet took that uh, guys like Oliver Stone will show where it seems to be like, kind of like curving just to show they, and they show this just to show how ridiculous <laughs> the the thing is. So that image is actually not a good image of what happened. And there's another image where essentially it shows, um, I think it's Connolly up front um, and he's kind of like leaning to the side. And that actually explains the path without all the like loops and curves. <laughs> but the thing that is weird on top of that, um, the thing that because because the path is is not weird, actually, if you look at it from the right angle. But the thing that is weird is that the bullet came out kind of unscathed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you shoot a bullet, uh, it bounces around, especially if you shoot it at a, a human, <laughs> it bounces off of things and the bullet gets all warped and deformed. 
And the magic bullet doesn't look that way. The bullet, they, they have it in evidence and it doesn't look that way. That's so kind of how I am. That's with, the one weird thing. That's how I am with technical advisory where I'm like, hey, you know, I know <laughs> this is a big issue and everything, but if you're there to advise and even correct story narrative, you know, I would risk probably being fired just to say, hey, guys, eh, this didn't happen at all. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that kind of bothered me with the uh, Oliver Stone, like the original film, is they, they should have showed the actual um, path of the bullet, not the this one that that at this point in time has been shown to not be true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's one thing. Um, one thing I, I very much take issue with that Oliver Stone says is Oliver Stone has this narrative where JFK was right on the brink of pulling us out of Vietnam. Yeah. And this is, <laughs> this is his theory for why the CIA was motivated to assassinate him. And I think the problem is it doesn't really seem to be the case that JFK was going to do that, um, at least from my perspective. And most historians are kind of, uh, they're kind of mixed. Like some of them will say, okay, maybe he was um, like, maybe he would have, you know, we never know, but he certainly was not like gung ho. I'm going to bring all the troops home. Like most historians agree on that. That's a pretty consensus thing. Um, Oliver yeah. Stone cites this document. Um, What, what was it called? Do you remember the national? Uh, it was. Like, NASM something. Yeah, yeah, it was like a national statement of some sort. I should have taken better notes on that. Uh, but I, I, I know, I know the portion you're talking I about. And, it up, but it's uh, okay. The, the foot, like, like I say, I mean, the footage is great. But like you say, I, I take Oliver Stone as serious as I take Spike Lee, where he's there to get your attention and provide bigger food for thought. But he's mainly just kind of being edgy and breaking rules. You know, like for instance, like Black Clans. You know. Half that shit didn't happen in the movie, but that was fine. That was part of the narrative to paint a bigger picture. Right. It did that deliberately as opposed to, hey, no, we're going to tell you the story and then make shit up that bastardizes the story. No, that's that's not typical Hollywood. That's them being artistic and just painting a bigger portrait on issues of the time. Oliver's, though, I think for a while, he just risked becoming a giant unorganized rant. And you're just kind of like, well, I clearly you're very well intended. I'm kind of lost in the shuffle here. Yeah, and I think the thing with Spike Lee, right, with Spike Lee, he is making films that are meant to be good films and entertaining films. And and so if you twist the narrative, it's kind of forgivable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're trying to produce a good film, if you have to bend the narrative a little bit to make the make it more interesting, that's kind of acceptable. But Oliver Stone is <laughs> purporting to be telling us facts, know better right? yeah 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 so i'll um, applaud him for having the stones to want to talk to vladimir putin and castro and all these guys over the years because i don't think any of us yeah. could because yeah he pretty much states that the i've only seen portions of those and he's just like i want to know and it's like well okay knock yourself out but i wouldn't continue yeah and i mean yeah there and there's a lot of things like putin Eh, no <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm a little uncomfortable with interviewing putin i mean i i agree i mean to some extent i think like if you can interview someone interview them i haven't seen that specific one but um you know to some extent i think if you can do it you know might as well um for the purpose of like gaining information if you're mm-hmm. like a documentarian like he is um i will say you know i'll i'll applaud him 
Um, I think America, while I do think that Castro was uh, insane on a, in a variety of ways, I think America had too hostile of a position towards him. And I don't <laughs> think it was to anyone's benefit. Um, and so, yeah. you know, whatever on that one, I guess. But, um, oh, shoot. I just found the name of that. <laughs> it's called National Security Action Memorandum 263. Oh, That's wow. Just oh, found so. it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, so not NSA or anything. It's like, no, just. <laughs> yeah. And so, so this, this memorandum was essentially something that Nixon, or sorry, not Nixon, ugh, my brain, Kennedy had uh, signed off on basically saying he was going to draw back about a thousand military personnel from Vietnam. And it has some indication that they think like, okay, things are kind of going fine here. We won't need to remain here for much longer and we'll end this whole conflict by 1965. And days after Kennedy was killed, LBJ basically went back on that. Um, he passed a second mem memorandum basically saying, no, we're not going to uh, end the, I, I don't want to say occupation, but the military presence in Vietnam. And he, uh, yeah, so he kind of went back on that. Mm -hmm. But Kennedy was, I think, also kind of questioning whether that was going to be a good move. And also the 1,000, the withdrawal of 1,000 troops didn't necessarily mean that the, they were going to follow through on the other promise that the conflict would end, you know? So, yep. yeah. Yeah, it, it's a lot to take in, especially with, like you say, these new findings that, hey, the, this wasn't followed or this was the public story and, you know, report, but it wasn't, it wasn't followed up on. So don't confuse yeah. the statement yeah. with actual, you know, on the record, you know, carrying out material. So, you know, I mean, I think those are, some of my major thoughts would the cia take out a president you know maybe like <laughs> that would be an extreme action but you we know, know about the cuba stuff and all that but yeah it it is i i think that's actually a good segue to the second one and it's like it does make you wonder like we, we've seen how crazy either side can be let alone how if people are willing to just re refuse to acknowledge each other that there's no limit to just how violent anything can be. I mean, we've seen reports on how activists were targeted by the FBI during J. Edgar Hoover's time. So, you know, yep. if people want to paint a bigger portrait, I'm I'm cool with that. But maybe try and do some more looking around and finding some new stuff. You know, interview some history professors, interview some other stuff instead of just, well, you know, I'm regurgitating this and half of it's on InfoWars. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Interviewing probably the same people who were sources for the last movie <laughs> would be my guess. <laughs> so, there are some weird things with the JFK assassination, no doubt. I question whether the motive was there with the, the CIA, given mm -hmm. the fact that I don't think JFK was trying to draw back troops in Vietnam or if, well, if he was, I don't know that he was necessarily fully trying to end the conflict. And LBJ is already a big cluster in terms of what he did and didn't do. <laughs> yeah. And oh, and, and also, I think um, one thing worth noting there is that it turned out to be the case that LBJ like took the Vietnam War to insane extremes. Right. However, <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily have known that at the time. He no. was not exactly a gung ho foreign policy 
I want to go into all these wars guy. And, and I think um, one thing that's worth noting is most presidents, with a few exceptions, they really don't want to spend much time doing anything foreign policy related. And to the extent that they get tied into foreign policy entanglements, they always wind up considering it like a huge mistake. And LBJ <laughs> is no different. Uh, LBJ, you know, to his grave, I think, regretted that this wound up being the thing that he got remembered for this huge entanglement. He wanted to be remembered for like the great society and stuff like that. You know, I kind of, so I don't know that you could. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know that you could predict that LBJ would be very like cozy to the idea of, of the Vietnam war. You know, it would be anybody's guess. Uh, American scandal podcast did a good episode on the whole Cuban missile crisis to other nuclear fallout to just other just Cold War frets. And basically, you pretty much get the gist of Kennedy not wanting to act on stuff, wanting to be the bigger man in the room in the final voice, while Bobby was often the louder than, you know, I'm going to give you hell, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a that's a part of Bobby's legacy, right? Is him being when he was younger, kind of this hard headed attorney general who who was, yeah, kind of Bobby was even more foolish and almost did a lot of jail time you know, for being yeah. up a cop at a wedding. You know, like, man. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, um, it, it, it's also just, you want to talk about circumstances. It's like half of these people, you know, they even kind of had, it's not that, that they had no business being in politics, but it's just like, uh, you couldn't have told, even told them that that's where they would be, you know, X amount of years from now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these guys, definitely, they were like that. And and JFK was a little bit of a dark horse candidate. He was not necessarily expected to do as well as he he did. I don't want to say he was a total dark horse. It's not like George but... Washington, where he didn't want to, but he then finally said, oh, OK, fine. I oh, guess no, yeah. someone's got to He, he wanted it. to. Yeah. yeah, he definitely wanted to. It's just he it was, was kind of that way. <laughs> yeah, he 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 had come into politics largely because his dad had so much money and less because he was already kind of part of the Washington establishment. And so mm -hmm. for that reason, a lot of people didn't think he was going to be able to beat out someone uh, like Nixon, um, who was, you know, the VP. Yeah, so. It's even funnier just seeing how Nixon is a perfect example of someone who's remembered for a lot of shit, who did like maybe five good things, like opening up like better water preservation and everything. And it just reminds you, it's like, hey, well, that's kind of label it how you want. Hey, it's either them covering their ass or they're being productive or they were doing their job, but they were also, you know, breaking every other law. I, I can only hope that with future generations, people keep reminding that, that each other that almost all of this is possible. Uh, Especially with look at your phone here and now, and how half that data has already been stolen. You're gonna see an ad pop up True. with stuff that no one else should know. But you know, so I think when you look at even just criminals, half the time is makes you wonder what is legal anymore. When you're hearing about all these wiretapping stories and legal ob obtaining of information, I mean, uh, there's another person who won't be named. He was talking related to January 6th, and they pretty much just got a slap on the wrist instead of any jail time. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. I know it's true. I, I think definitely, especially with the emerging technology and, you know, AI, all this stuff, I do think we probably need more clarity on from the law on what is and is mm -hmm. not allowed in terms of cybersecurity and in terms of what is terrorism. Where, 
<laughs> yeah, and in terms of like, you know, I, I don't think there's really any, I don't really think there's much of any laws as to like what these companies can do with your data. They can, I think, do basically what they want because the perception is, is you're selling your, or you're, you're offering them your data in return for you using their services. And I think there probably should be some clarity on like, what are you actually, what is Facebook allowed to do with my data? Are there any rules at all? Like, I think there should be probably some, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, And open everyone up to is like, the world is not black and white. You know, like you see on TV, it is not cops and robbers anymore. There's so many layers to it. Uh, Some, you could maybe even argue that, well, maybe not argue, but you could to state that they're they're right for a hot topic and not I'm not saying that because we want uh you know a debate or anything trivial but it's just like I mean you think gun control and abortion rights are already a big hot topic I mean information and double standards I think need to be talked about a little extra especially with how I mean, you'll 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 see it every election. You'll you'll see someone is like, I'm okay with this, but not this and that. I'm like, well, they done this and that, so why do you think that? You know, validate each other, but also figure out is like, well, other than just whatever party you've always been loyal to, what why do you want to vote for this guy? You know, other than where sure. where you heard this rumor or statement, you know, I yeah, I think it's going to get it messier. So I can only hope that even. If cable wants to make really great use of its time, I think they should form some extra news stations, you know, instead of just yeah. regardless of how you want to slant. I mean, I think Spectrum does an okay deal, but I'd like to see even more just local affiliates just say, hey, we're going to do our twist on this and open yeah. the, up the chat instead of you just angrily watching Fox News or CNN at your, you know, relative's yeah, house sure. and just like ah, i don't even want to look at the screen <laughs> i guess bring it back to jfk yeah um yeah, one sorry. thing I, I i meant to say this earlier i just wanted to loop this in i found a quote from theodore Sorensen, who is who was one of jfk's speechwriters. oh neat and he said many many years later um in 2008 he said I would like to believe that Kennedy would have found a way to withdraw all American instructors and advisors from Vietnam, but (laughs) I do not believe he knew in his last weeks what he was going to do, unquote. So Mm. I think that gives you a sense of of where I think Oliver Stone is overplaying his hand in this film, where he's indicating Mm -hmm. that it was very clear that JFK was was on the way to withdrawing troops. But, you know, his closest advisors were essentially saying yeah kennedy didn't really know what he was going to do next you know and and one thing i'll throw into the mix as well is that the situation in south vietnam at that time was changing very rapidly yes right before, oh my god right yeah Sai- right be- saigon and the french yeah oh man yeah and 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 right before uh kennedy died the the i, I mean you can call him president he was more more of a dictator but the president of south vietnam Neo Dean DM uh, was assassinated, like I think, uh, all, like Big less time. than a month before Kennedy oh. died. Yeah, and so the situation was changing rapidly. It was very unstable. So you know, I, I don't think anyone can really say that Kennedy was going to withdraw from Vietnam. That that seems very unclear to me. But yeah, for an extra sidebar, um, 
uh, people who like history and war and westerns uh, and and just other documentaries you might check out uh, we were soldiers it's does an interesting take on uh, what the Viet Cong were doing and their strategy plan versus the U.S. recruiting young guys in there at the start. It, the, there's some historical merit to it. There's also historical inaccuracies where a lot of the guys played, portrayed by Mel Gibson and Sam Elliott weren't actually on the field at that particular battle, but you got to just let it go yeah, if you just want right. a documentation of it. Uh, but at the very start, it does portray the French. Now, do I believe that the Viet Cong rubbed it in their face Rambo style? No, but I think they definitely took no prisoners and massacred these guys. But it's interesting yeah. how all all the stuff we're looking at, it covers a segment of it. But I get it. As a filmmaker, you just can't help it. You want to, much like Stone, just add your two cents. And I'm like, ah, it's like, I'm not even sure if I could watch Argo nowadays, for instance, because like that whole second half, which is very exciting, did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that movie, but yeah, I know, especially with like a lot of the war on terror stuff. I think I think it's about that, right, Argo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's about the hostage crisis, but it's just like, okay. oh, it's the hostage crisis. Uh, okay. Yeah, and some of the Canadian guys and other CIA guys gotcha. who helped bust it. But yeah, you got I mean. I think Lone Survivor does a pretty good job. When I, I I go to even history versus Hollywood once in a while, uh, where it just okay. shows a lot of the people making cameos, how they look, and you don't have to wait for the movie to show the real life people at the end when they're they're done yeah. with the reenactment. But yeah. uh, I, I like how they sometimes just show stuff in the loop, like Lone Survivor, like Marcus Luttrell, for instance. You know, he makes a cameo in there, and it's his life story, but he just flat out just said is like. Your guess is as good as mine as to the exact certain aspects of this, you know, mission gone wrong because, you know, we're recounting it. And obviously there's going to be some inaccuracies on the time and everything and other technology that was down that couldn't have, you know, possibly covered it in that time span. So we had to compress it, even though it was definitely months of survival. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, did we want to? We're we're pretty much on the same page. I think we were both way more fascinated by the RFK thing. Before I started making this film, I knew nothing about Bobby Kennedy, a privileged guy with ten kids who became a hero to Black and Hispanic communities and promised to heal a divided America. Then, a year before I was born, he was assassinated. This is the story of Kennedy and his assassin. The official story, the evidence against, and the others who may have been involved. He hated all communists, you know. He what you call 100% American all the way through. You don't mess with him and go, he'll blow your ass apart. This girl came running down the stairs in the back, came running down the stairs and said, we've shot him, we've shot him. And I said, who did you shoot? And she said, we shot Senator Kennedy. She had on a white dress with polka dots. She was light-skinned, dark hair, and she has a funny nose. It was, it was, I thought it was really funny. All my friends tell me I'm so observant. One of the problems was that Sirhan couldn't remember the actual shooting of Robert Kennedy. So he put him under hypnosis and had him recreate the night of the assassination.
to me, it was obvious that he had been programmed to kill Robert Kennedy and programmed to forget that he'd been programmed. There are just things that boggle the mind that, that should be looked into. If all of this leads to where we suspect it's going to lead, we don't want it to ever happen again. I, I was really surprised at the amount of people who have worked on it. It was uh, one of those where it was distributed by this Canadian company. The uh, subtitle is The Assassination of Bobby Kennedy. It, it's, it's such a shame how, you know, you go to IMDb, which is owned by Amazon. They're like, bring it on Amazon. And they're like, oh, we no longer have the rights to share this. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so other than the YouTube link, I'm not sure where else any of us would have been able to see it unless we yeah. want to pay for an expensive DVD. Mm, yeah, and who even has a DVD player anymore? Yeah, I, I do, but uh, yeah, okay. it's a good, good point. I know. Yeah. Most people <laughs> are not going to have it, you know. Um, yeah. I couldn't find much on like where it played or anything. It looks mm. like it might have played at a few festivals. And What I thought was kind of cool about it was, it was it felt very, very much like an independent work of journalism. It felt like this mm -hmm. one guy doing a very like thorough investigation of the situation yes. and of, of what happened. And uh, I, I, I really thought that that was kind of cool. You know, I, when I was in college, I used to watch like homemade YouTube documentaries and it oh, felt sweet. almost like one of those. Yeah. It felt <laughs> almost like one of those, but like, but like better, like more well done. <laughs> oh yeah. So. I, I had fun doing it in film school, just seeing how many people were motivated to go the distance and how many others were it's like, mm. You almost hit the nail on the head, but you got such tacky narration, you know, or too much B-roll yeah. and not enough of you interviewing the people. Uh, the hardest part was definitely reminding yourself, hey, as interesting as all of us find this, we it can't be three hours long. This documentary has got to, you know, you got to dial this down. I, I always love it when you see editorials or just giant stories and it's multiple people interviewed, but they dissect, you know, all these separate interviews into one whole collective is like this guy is you know these five people are talking about this one guy and it's like see that is yeah. just as impactful as watching an actual well-made crispy crisp clear documentary yeah right i agree so i um, guess getting into the uh meat of the documentary then oh um, yeah what what did, what did you think about the overall narrative i thought some of it was a little wacky personally I think they did play into some of the conspiracy theories at the time. I'm not sure how much of that was their narrative versus that's maybe that's how they got distribution. I know this mm -hmm. is aired on the documentary channel, but I wouldn't be surprised if this showed up on some other conspiracy network. I think it's a decent intro to those trying to find the general facts and a good reconstruction of the L.A. crime scene mm -hmm. with the survivors talking. And so it gets extra points on the interviewees. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you. There is some other stuff in there. when much like this, they do kind of talk about the CIA might have been behind it. I'm like, okay, well, how much of this is you versus yeah. you got someone there? Because, I mean, the JFK, if there's one good thing about that documentary, other than, like, some of the Chris remastered footage, was they had the line, conspiracy theory is now conspiracy fact, which, again, take it with a grain of salt. But this one, I feel like they could have used a little more, like, awesome title cards and intros yeah. to each I chapter. Yeah, I kind of, you know, yeah, I can kind of agree with that. It was, I mean, again, it, it felt like it was a little bit more simply made, mm -hmm. but 
the material I, I made up for it, but at the same time, you would have liked to see a little more oomph, a little more bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think um, one thing that I... So I maybe this is a rude thing to say, I don't know, but I, I think that okay. if your explanation for why this guy um, isn't responsible for killing Bobby Kennedy is that he was secretly hypnotized by the CIA... I feel like you've just got no case. Like, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's it. It was that, a cop out just, in that. I liked. Yeah, that was just others. a little silly to me. I, I liked like five other things that they discussed. But yeah, I, the hypnotizing definitely didn't make sense to me. On the, and I, I've seen people practice it and everything. I can understand if you're at a dinner party. And you do just like simple things, kind of like a magician trick. But yeah, if it was just. I do feel like they kind of glamorized unintentionally. I don't feel like they were trying to, but I feel like they gave him too much of a talking voice. And it's like, okay, yeah, and whatever. It, yeah, and I think that, you know, the <laughs> idea that, first of all, I think what you're saying is true. Hyp hypnosis, I think, is kind of a real thing, but it doesn't work like that. You can't just, like, mind control people. Yeah, like, my, my mom does psychic work with animals, but it is okay. not at all like you see on TV, where... No. Tinkies, you know, I solved the case. You know, it's like no, you, you get a vision, but you don't, you know, you can't see, you know, you don't just see dead spirits and everything, you know, and all that shit. Sure, yeah, yeah. You, oh, unfortunately, people like to cling on to the the fiction versus the reality. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if there it, if maybe forty years from now, someone says, by the way, this documentary is absolute horseshit. They didn't get any of it right. I'm like, well, okay, well, so there you go. I, 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 I do feel like the documentary. At least I like that they went out and talked to a bunch of more under the radar people, former government and CIA guys. But at the same time, yep. you could also make the argument maybe some of them are liars, you know. So yeah, well, yeah, and I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I think anybody is a liar in these situations. <laughs> I think that I think that people underestimate how hard it is to remember these really chaotic and high emotion oh, yeah. events. If you <laughs> see a Senator who you supported and you really believe in, because a lot of people, unlike many other president presidential candidates, the, like RFK people were true believers. They really, really thought he was going to change the world. Mm -hmm. And to see him get gunned down right in front of you, Grizzly. your memory is not going to piece that together in a perfect way. It's just not because there's so first of all, it's chaotic as hell. Mm -hmm. And second of all, it's you have so much emotion in that moment that that it's going to warp what actually happened. And from what I was Too reading, much. yeah, what from what I was reading uh, there, the, there was this idea in the movie that people were saying it, he couldn't have shot him from the distance that he was supposed to have shot him. Like witnesses <sighs> saw him shooting him from farther away. And the problem is. That's that's just people's memory. And how do we know that they put it together accurately? And apparently there are other witnesses who I don't think were in the film, but there were other witnesses who said they saw him basically firing twice. So he fires once from far away and then he runs up to Kennedy and shoots again a second <laughs> time. And that's where that second wound comes from. That seems like it had to have been shot from up close, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, yeah, I. Unfortunately, like you're saying, yeah, you don't know how much of it is trapped in by trauma versus, uh, yeah. you know, 
because sorry guys we didn't have phones back then <laughs> otherwise yeah right like we don't have a perfect re re uh i guess imagining of the event through like a phone yeah so it's, it's i'd a be even bit more too. frightened if something like this happened during post-internet age though yeah yeah with for ai sure. yeah. i think half the people would be brainwashed and be like hey, he didn't really get shot he's still alive and kicking I'm like right what? Yeah. <laughs> no why would you say that <laughs> yeah 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 that's it's actually tough true. to say uh i i i, I but I, I was impressed with like some of the other people they got, but like you're saying, I mean, uh, I, I think they are, we all have a bias, so I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are, you know, just love the sound of their own voice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I think that some of them genuinely believe that they saw something and, you know, who knows? I wasn't there, you know, maybe they did, like, <laughs> but, but I think most of these people, I don't like, I don't think anybody's lying. You know, that that wouldn't be my position. But I, I I don't know that if all we've if all we've got is that, you know, people saw the gun getting fired from this distance and not from this distance. I don't know if that's going to sell me <laughs> personally. I think one of the co- uh, other general guys. I can kind of came off to me as a good old boy is like, oh, I'm a proud American, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had stuff. He just he flat out can't declassify you can't tell us <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm saying <laughs> yeah that that's true that's that's also possible but like you say I'm, I'm with you i don't think they want to lie or misinform but i wouldn't be surprised if they're misremembering or wrote down their notes wrong i don't know yeah for sure for sure yeah and i guess i think we've been kind of talking about this for a minute but i'm thinking maybe we should kind of clarify what happened so the 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 I guess outline of events that with with Bobby Kennedy getting shot is he walks off stage after having given the speech on June fifth after he wins the California primary mm-hmm. and in, in L.A. Then the city. Yep, yep, and he's cutting through basically the kitchen, and then Sirhan Sirhan's in there and he shoots him multiple times, and that's that's it. <laughs> he's dead, and the. Where the conspiracies come in is a, I guess based on forensics or whatever. If if I remember correctly, and you can correct me, Cam, if I'm mixing no, something it's, up, but it's fine. But I but I think that he they, there was there was something with the forensics where it didn't seem like he could have shot him from a far distance away. He had to have been point blank, like based up on close. The forensics. Yeah, yeah, and so and so some witnesses were saying. You know, we didn't see him up close. We saw him fire from like a few feet away from like 15 feet away or something. And then and so there's a conflict there, right? Because it seems like it, he must have shot him from up close. But some witnesses are saying he didn't do that. So um, so that's kind of what we were talking about. Much there. like JFK, and, the bullet logic still seems to be have a lot of holes. No pun intended. Yeah. And yeah. And it's it's I think it's kind of hard with bullets, like because it's such a wild and chaotic event i don't know that the fact that the bullet stuff winds up being weird is predictive of much to me you know yeah this definitely had way more credibility mm-hmm. that's saying a lot for an independent one <laughs> you don't always get yeah, that and that's where i'll give them credit like they did i think they put together a good it didn't drag events i wasn't looking at yeah. my watch too much i wasn't going okay this is fine but the sound editing or music plays too much over the people talking you know <laughs> just, 
it had a lot of exclusive uh as well as free to use footage and it's like hey you know they it was pretty well intended hey you know it's tough to say that about other you know documentaries too so yeah yeah um so the other big thing with the rfk documentary is this woman in the polka dot dress which i feel like we should address yes so uh the so lots of yeah, it's just very kind of like uh was it jack ruby who was one of the two gunmen for jfk no Did uh, jack ruby he, jack ruby he shot was oswald the i think yeah, yeah there was oswald and then yeah so many other suspects and she's another one where it's like man t- talk about a tough yeah two- figure out story is like who is the real culprit <laughs> yeah so the woman in the polka dot dress just for people listening it is basically there was this woman in a polka dot dress as we said who was mm-hmm. seen in in various locations throughout the hotel before and after he was shot and specifically this one woman whose name is sandra serrano who is a witness was sitting outside of the the hotel and basically this woman in the polka dot dress runs out and says we shot him we shot him we killed kennedy and then and she's just saying this and the woman's like kind of like okay what's going on there <laughs> <And this woman laughs> comes out saying we shot kennedy you know and so and there are other sightings of this woman with the polka dot dress right so yeah. it's not just it's not just her but but she is a key witness for this particular claim that there's this woman in the polka dot dress who might have been some sort of co-conspirator. Um, and she she allegedly says that this woman came out and says, we shot him, we shot Senator Kennedy. Um, yeah, did you, did you, I know you were saying a few things there. Did you have any thoughts about that, the woman in the polka dot dress? I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of on the same train where I'm like, I'm just still unclear on her intent. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like, Oliver that she the filmmakers meant to get all theatrical I don't think they're doing kabuki theater but it's also tough to say whether she was like a spotter or partnering crime on this whole deal it's just very still very mysterious and it just makes you wonder it's like how would you as a witness who had seen stuff like this been able to alert the authorities in time you know yeah so I I read a couple articles about this one. Well, I I read like one big article about the whole RFK thing, and they they gave an expo- a potential explanation that you know there are apparently other witnesses who were also there when the polka dot dress woman said we shot him, we shot him, and they say that she never said we shot him. But assuming the let's assume her her story is true that she actually did hear the woman say we shot him we shot kennedy um this this passage from this article i think is really uh i think sums up one of my potential explanations for this and it says but even if serrano heard correctly another explanation is possible without resorting to speculations about conspiracies serrano may also have been witness to an innocent cry of we i.e the american people shot kennedy a natural response reflecting the intense concern Americans had at the time to the growing senseless violence that had become a societal phenomenon during the 1960s. So the idea being that what this polka dot dress woman might be pro- like screaming when she runs out is, is we shot him as in we, the American people shot him. 
what are your thoughts on that? I'm definitely, I could go probably so many ways with that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, to me, it seems like it's a possibility. Like that's, that's something I could see happening. And especially when, when you're in the moment, in the heat of the moment, when you just watched the Senator get shot. Yeah. You're not going to react in super predictable ways, right? You're going to just kind of react how you react. And so that might be something you say as you run out, you're like, oh my God, we killed him. When you're not actually saying I conspired to murder the senator, <laughs> what you're actually saying is, is we, the American people, because of our violent culture, have killed him. It's almost like a philosophical statement. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but it's. I think it's it's an interesting thought. It's tough to say too, you know, just post, you know, seventies, so forth, where we're having people. I mean, we see it today still where people are taking statements out of context and it's like, okay, the clickbait headline might read that way, but that's not what they actually said, or regardless of their eventual addressing that and excuse. Uh, I, I'm I'm very unclear on it. I Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, I think that's I think that's the my thought is that I think we just don't know. I don't think we have a ton of information here. Yeah. Y- like You'd it's have not to like we have a sworn someone closer like, to him, maybe. Yeah, but... it's, yeah, yeah. It's not like we have like a sworn affidavit from a woman saying I killed <laughs> Senator Kennedy. You know, yeah, we same have a, thing with Oswald. We're still unclear. Yeah, we have a statement. Other people knew that. <laughs> yeah, we have a statement that somebody heard outside the hotel really briefly that they may have totally misremembered. You know, yeah, so yeah, and we don't know this if this person knew them personally or we're just you know appear (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah so that that was oh and one thing i wanted to add on this one too is i think that when something very significant happens like the assassination of a presidential candidate like that there can be this tendency to look back at the event and identify weird things that happened and say that's weird why did it happen on the specific day that that horrible event happened so i don't know if you know about this this one, but the there was this uh, I think she's called the Babushka woman. And it was on the day that JFK was assassinated. There was this woman wearing a like headscarf. I think it called a Babushka, which is why she gets that name and just kind of like walking around in weird ways. And it's all on film and you can watch it. Oh, wow. And yeah. And, and a lot of people have pointed to this and, and they're kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. But the thing I think people neglect is that weird shit happens all the time and we just ignore it because it's just life and then just when it happens to be that something crazy happens it can be easy to look back at that weird stuff that is a daily occurrence and then just grab it and be like okay something weird is happening here when maybe it's not and maybe it's just another day of weird stuff happening you know and so that's my that's one of my thoughts with like the polka dot dress woman is maybe just this was a weird thing that somebody said when they ran out while they were kind of probably adrenaline pumping through their veins. Mm-hmm. And we don't actually know why. And it's not necessarily because they were a co-conspirator in the murder. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is the kind of stuff where it's like, it's so frustrating because you want some follow-up and they only know what they know, which is not a full story. You know? 
Yeah, yeah, that too. You know, we wish we had a a super accurate reconstruction of all the events that we could just look through, but unfortunately, we have stories here, stories there. (laughs) Yeah, and that's really it. And you know, we have some film because they were people on site. Look at how long it took to decipher Biggie and Tupac's murders. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if you read that in the news that somebody got arrested for Tupac's murder. Yeah, but I I saw a more recent one on how there was like a gangbanger and then like the initial reports were true that there were some bad cops who had sent their own literal kill squad. And it's like, man, it's like, but this this was lost to time because not just the blue wall and other red tape, but also just kind of, I think like Kennedy people loved going into Wonderland. You can yeah, yeah it, it's talk true. You know, it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's some things get lost because yeah, that red tape, the blue wall, whatever you want to call it. But also some things just get lost because they're not recorded, right? It's it's just something that is somebody sees and they remember it and we don't really know the details. And so, you know, it is what it is. Or in the case of the Babushka woman, right? We have this video but nobody's ever found her. Nobody's ever interviewed her. So the the underlying facts are. I even wonder you know, how they got that footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think people were just filming that day because he was driving by. Um, but yeah, I, I, w- I would like to show maybe chapters of this. If someone asked me to intern at a history class, I think you could show part of RFK and open up food for thought. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's definitely, like you say, compared to jfk where you're seeing some footage but for the most part it's just oliver stone on his high horse i do feel like the rfk would just have like you could divide it into like a five five parts like you could chop it up for people and say okay let's cover this part of the issue okay what what are your thoughts on this write an essay on this you know prompt more research prompt more storytelling prompt everyone to be a better researcher even a journalist yeah, and and I will say with this one, yeah, the, like what you're saying is true. I think there's some interesting recounting of the events in here. I think that just that the works hypnotizing, really well. like you said, which we're, we're like, yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. lost me there. Hypnotizing, yeah, they lost me there for sure. <laughs> but but there is definitely a decent you know retelling of the events here in a certain way, and I don't think that you'll necessarily come away with from this one with a warped perspective on what happened. I think that. They did a relatively decent job of laying out, here are some weird inconsistencies that we found, but that I don't think that they're outright misleading you about the situation. Whereas I thought they're there were a saying few what times... Cool. <laughs> yeah, whereas I thought there were a couple of times at least with Oliver Stone, where I do think that he was misleading you a little bit on the history. Mm-hmm. He was too much in love with the sound of his own voice. Yeah, or, or you know, he, he really wanted to have this narrative, and I think there was some selective choosing of facts. You know, there we brought up the um, the National Security Memorandum 263 or whatever, right? But we didn't clarify that actually the picture was a little more complicated, and we're not really sure what that document means, given that context. Yeah, I would have liked a little more detail on that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this this RFK documentary, I didn't feel that way. I think they did a relatively good job of of 
showing you, okay, here are some things that we view as inconsistencies without necessarily totally presenting a different picture of what actually occurred. I couldn't say it better. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, but man, I, this was fun going down this rabbit hole because I can't think of any history show or podcast that's covered this. I can't think of any other show where it's like, they want to talk about this. Most, don't get me wrong. We talk about all kinds of true crime, especially true crime and history podcasts, but it's, I think these were inter, inter, interesting thing to plan for because it was just kind of the shit wrote itself and then some then there was like still a bit of other stuff and it's like hmm maybe i it, it got you kind of motivated in a good way where it's like i kind of want to do an answer to this you know yeah that, that's kind of i felt that i almost felt like it was it was a puzzle you know and i <laughs> i hadn't jfk and rfk like conspiracy theories they were not really something i ever got into personally for me i was kind of like you know i don't i just hadn't looked into it and it was interesting you know because you get like a nugget of information that and you're like okay that genuinely does sound weird and then you go digging and you're like okay well what what is like the the other side like what is like the warren commission narrative on this you know like what is the mainstream narrative on this and uh, you dig a little deeper and you find, OK, well, they're saying this and, you know, then the conspiracy kind of narrative says this and you kind of just keep digging and you, you know, you can't like you're saying, you can't put together a full picture of what's going no. on, but you can get a, a little bit of a better understanding when for me personally, I didn't really know why people thought this was a conspiracy. I wasn't really sure. I'd heard some weird things. I'd I was kind of indifferent, this. too, where I was just like, yeah, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of um, like some of the rock star stories in a way, where like so and so did that at a party one time. Oh my god, who else was there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I agree. I thought it was kind of fun to just go down the rabbit hole a little bit on this. Totally. Uh, well, well worth it. And you know, one's pretty accessible, and the other's somewhat obscure. So it, it really was a good mixture. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree to go my dude you want to promote almost presidents real fast yeah so you know obviously we came out in the past but if you haven't heard of us before we are the almost presidents podcast we talk about uh, almost presidents we talk about people who tried to campaign for the presidency and failed uh, <laughs> we are not interested in anyone who succeeded we throw them out because you've heard all those the... stories you want to hear about the yep. underdogs yeah who... we're over it yep we like to we like to say that we're the only podcast that talks about history from the perspective of the losers, which is, you know, just a fun little saying for us. But other than that, you know, other than talking about that that history, we also do cover kind of the ongoing presidential campaigns and and races. So we've done some coverage of the Republican debates. We've done some just general coverage of Republican the Republican campaign as well as covering in relatively good detail specifically the DeSantis campaign. Yeah. So yeah, so we got some some good stuff for you there. Um, if you're interested specifically in the RFK stuff, we did a whole series about Bobby Kennedy. Yes, you did. Uh, and uh, we finished that up in the summer, in I think June or July. I can't remember now off the top of my head when the last episode was. But but yeah, so we finished that one up, and you can listen to the whole. You can binge it if you want. It's like twelve episodes long. And uh, yeah, that's I, that's our show. I love who who. It, I think it's one of your relatives who also does the intro i love how it's like good morning oh, class yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we got a little a, a neat little intro it just uh, gets you like the mood intro, yeah. it's just you're pumped up it's like okay we're gonna listen to yeah. some stuff that is interesting it isn't 
having a substitute teacher have us go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so no, yeah, keep, so that's our show where keep finding little history, fight. little politics, that type of thing. Yeah, keep keep promoting other just stories and uh, keep patting yourself on the back. You know, yeah, I I think it is going to yeah. make a difference if more people try and do a history podcast and try. I think every little voice helps because uh, you, you look at some of the true crime podcasts and I, I know there was like a true crime con and a lot of other guys who've been in it for a while, including Nefarious Nightmare, noted how a lot of the ones that and nobody, no crime. I'm not sure if you heard any, either of those, but they both gave good tips and tricks on much like with history, you know, reach out to people. If you want to add extra credibility to your material, don't over dramatize. You're not doing anyone, including the victims, any favors. And if there's an active case that you're covering, cease immediately. Like, just wait for the verdict so you don't unintentionally influence social media or the jury. Yeah, I, that's a whole world that... <laughs> but is, some of them yeah, go that's... into history as well, where they're talking about yeah. like a history of serial killings or kind of murder, political yeah. scandals. And uh, A Few Bad Apples was another one that was very alarming. Like, oh my mm. God, a crime happened here in El Paso or in... <laughs> vancouver oh my word <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so if you want to check out our podcast the almost presence podcast on usually we're on spotify we're also generally anywhere you can get your podcast to end it um, to win it guys <laughs> yep for sure uh right now we're doing uh samuel tilden which is the election of 1876 the one that became very disputed it actually was very important for uh precedent in the 2020 election for how that was dealt with so you know sure. some interesting relevant stuff there i guess the 19th um, election yeah 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 so that's uh that's our that's our show definitely check us out um and yeah thanks so much for having us on cam um, anytime or i guess i guess me on but I, me as a representative of the show hey, I, I, what you do i applaud what ryan does and i i like just the back and forth it's no bickering it's it's an open panel really yeah yep all right thanks man we'll return after these messages Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake vs. the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop vs. Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a